You know, this team's talking about the 240 burritos that the Dream's been going to town on. He must be a maniac in the sack. How'd you like thumping butts? I, I, I fucking got it up. Hold on. Oh, yeah. This guy's tired. It's gonna get bang. So I'm not wearing the white suit. Right. So what kind of suit do you wear, then? All black. Oh, all black? What if you spill some spunk on it? That's wrong. My other black suit. I'm gonna thump your butt. Dang Double J takes the ass. So they're both soaking wet. You think these guys just took a tag team shower? Chico, kiss him. Kiss him a little more. Yes, yeah, Stacy, keep kissing him. <laughs> Ends up being Double J that takes the ass. But we gotta put our pants on. He's like, nah. I think Tony would be rather be home with the shits. That'd <laughs> be WCW at this point. Yeah, no slap his ass. Keep kissing him. Tag pants. <laughs> What would be a tag team shower? Not with those tights, butt fucker. Not with those tights. I'm not kissing anybody's ass. Where is my tutu? <laughs> Looks like a kid designed his trunks. And then he grabs his dick and, like, oh, yeah. waves it into Double J's face. You gonna fucking go on tour with Yanni, you bitch? Why is it the mecca of manhood, Sean the Star Stasiac? They can only have ass 20 times. So they gotta be selective about which asses they hey, take. Hey, hey, shirt. Shirt. Want me to put you on? You want me to wear your shirt? All right, go ahead. I'll wear you. That's enough. I got a match for Ric Flair's face in my ass. That's a match. He's like, oh, yeah, I got it all worked down into my saddlebags. Someone's going to pucker up. Who's going to be? So he's got to protect his cauliflower ear from his days back in the AWA. <laughs> in association with the Shining Wizards Network, Gorilla Brain Wrestling has presents... Year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Handsome Kevin. As always, my trusty sidekick. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we're doing Rogue. this. We, we, I, thought we, I thought we put that to bed like two seasons ago. Now you're calling yourself Handsome Kevin? That's what they call me. Who calls you that? Everybody else outside of like you, pretty much. I wasn't aware. How could you not be aware? We've been friends for a very long time. You would think if that was your name, I would know. You would. Maybe you just don't pay attention. Maybe we're not as close as I thought we were after all this After all this time. After all these years. Well, you know what we're covering today? Yeah. We're covering Do you? Greed. How about you're my sidekick? You like that shit? See what I did there? I did a uh, I did an unannounced moment of silence for our friendship. That's what happened there. <laughs> I think you got to announce a moment of silence, man. I think You're probably right, but I just, you know, if, I thought it'd be funnier if I didn't. All right, that wasn't bad. Right, cool. But, Go! But first, before but first. Uh, we wish our friendship a goodbye, we got to <laughs> wish this season of WCW a goodbye. We're finally at the end. <laughs> almost the end we got one week left after oh. this show but this is the last pay-per-view and this is also the least bought pay-per-view isn't i thought you said the least bought pay-per-view was a couple pay-per-views ago it's tied with uh starcade okay yeah how do you have the they had the exact same number of buys they're both around fifty thousand. okay they don't have the exact number available 
I wonder why that would be. You, you would think it just be like, you know, check the box. <laughs> bought it, bought it, bought it. You would think so, yeah, in the days of where you actually had to pay. Right. You'd think it'd be pretty easy to, like, get that number. It's just counting. Maybe it's like an electoral college type of thing. I don't think it could be. They don't count all of the, the buys, right? They just, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and then they count in, you know, in other states, the buys count for more. I got you. <laughs> Well, you know, in the in Minnesota here, about half of the population lives in the Twin Cities, so they figure, you know, maybe a thousand buys in the Twin Cities, two thousand for the state. That makes sense. <laughs> That's how our system works. All right. After this show, we got one more episode of Thunder and two more of Nitro. Oh, we're not covering all that, though, man. No way. You're the one who wanted to. I was. I was proposing just jumping to the review. I, I think we we do, I think we just go last nitro, man. Well, what about the the nitro after this this show, man? It can't be that good. Don't you want to, you know, figure out what the fallout is from this event? <laughs> do you want me to lie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, compared to most of the uh, heaping piles this season, this wasn't a bad show. It took me a long time to watch it, though. I am just fed up with this year. So it couldn't have been that good, man. There's I, some, I compare. There's some decent action. But like, if you're going to compare it to like a book, right? If you're reading a book, it doesn't take you a long time to get through it if you're really enjoying it. Right. It took me a couple of weeks to get through this three-hour show. So how good could it be? I mean, once I got rolling with it, I was like, okay, that's, uh, you know, that's a nice spot. <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> All right. That was, a, that was a nice. Did you watch it in like 15 minute increments? <laughs> the Yeah. The, for the first while, I just kind of had to buckle down a couple nights ago because, you know, the due date was coming up here. So, yeah, I had, uh, I watched. I watched it in the background like twice while I was doing other stuff, and I watched it to take notes uh, probably in like, you know, an hour and a half session, an hour session, and a half hour session. <laughs> yeah. Well, this son of a bitch takes place March 18th, 2001, live from the Jackson Memorial Auditorium. A little over 5,000 in attendance for this last pay-per-view of WCW. That's about a third full. According to Tony, it's near capacity, as usual. <laughs> that's that, that's fair, though, right? <laughs> you think that's fair? Well, so here's how I'm saying it's it's fair, because you said it's just over half full? No. No. Just under half full. It's about a third full. Oh, boy. Did I misspeak there? I'll have to go I back th- and yeah, listen to the tape. Yeah, maybe I misheard. I'm not sure. But if, in, you know, in wrestling, you always inflate your crowd numbers a little bit, right? Right. So if they're He's like rounding third, up, you think? Right. If they're a third full, like that's that's pretty much just about over halfway. And if you're just over halfway, that's near capacity. That's some solid wrestling math right there. Well, it's it's inflating the inflation is what it is. <laughs> but you can get there, right? 
Yeah, you can get there, certainly. i got to run down a few of the uh, happenings since our last show, Super Brawl of Revenge. They decided to create a new Cruiserweight Tag Team title. So we're going to be crowning the initial inaugural champs tonight. What do you think of that action? I think the fact that they are crowning new inaugural Cruiserweight champions and you don't have the three teams that we've been watching that are all clearly cruiserweight teams opening up the card for the last, I don't know how many events. I I think it's a big mistake. Yeah, it's a good point. It's like this division was created for those three teams and those three teams did not make the cut. Right. Doesn't make any, any sense at all. So we're going to have your guy, Elix Kipper tagging up with the newcomer kid, Romeo taking on the filthies. Also, in the Nitro, following the last show, they had a funeral for Kevin Nash's career. I think they did the same bullshit for Goldberg's career. Yeah. So now pretty much any main eventer who's out, you know, for injury or taking a vacation or whatever, Scott Steiner's taking credit for. <laughs> I would, too. I, I guess. He's got kind of a legend killer type of gimmick going right now with Sting and Goldberg, even though it had nothing to do with that. Uh, Sid, he was just in a match with him. You know. <laughs> Sid decided to break his leg. So I guess uh, one of the highlights, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes is back. Dream is always a highlight. He and Dustin are feuding with Flair in the seven. Opening package, we got DDP. He's still standing. His game, pl- game plan is two words. Diamond cutter. <laughs> Says he ain't the hunted, he's the hunter. <laughs> Scott Steiner is going to get banged at Greed. <laughs> that was so good. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, that that set me like for uh, it gave me a very happy feeling going into this, this show. I enjoyed that too. Where he's like, Greed, Scott Steiner is going to get banged. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Tony welcomes us to the broadcast and tells us that if it's professional wrestling, then it's got to be greed. <laughs> is that is that selling you? No, no, no. It just it's more of this like I don't know. Tony is completely everything's phoned in at this point. I think I think I think Tony would be rather be home with the shits than be WCW at this point. He's stuck with Scott Hudson in the booth, doing the uh, two-man booth again for the, the Swan Song pay-per-view. Show's kicked off with a special bonus match between Kui Wee and Jason Jett. You got a new Double J in the house? No. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Not Jason Jett. No, no, not uh, with those tights. Not with those uh, tights, buttfucker. Not with those tights. <laughs> So they say he's made a name for himself in his one week in the company. <laughs> Nobody makes a name for themselves one week in the company. But he defeated your man, Alex Wright. Bullshit. That's how he made a name for himself, man. He beat Alex Wright on Thunder. Well, I suppose, yeah, if you beat Alex Wright, you definitely get a name. But maybe get some new trunks at it too, man. Those things are fucking miserable. It's a it's a hybrid kind of tights. He 
it's like a uh, you know long tights with holes in them, right? Yeah. yeah so like you couldn't sure. decide if you wanted the short tights or the long tights, right? Well, he's got the it's like he's got the regular trunks, right? And then he's got like partial leg on the outside, which is it, it almost kind of looks like some uh, some hybrid uh, lingerie bottom is what it kind of looks like. And it's got a plane on the back of it. <laughs> Jason Jet. I understand his the name is J- Jason Jet Double T, but like having a plane on the back of your trunks looks so out of place. It's like a kid designed them. Like if you want to put like little jet accent somewhere, sure. But to put an entire plane on your ass isn't doing it for me. Maybe he's a high flyer, dude. Again, if you put little like jet accent pieces, what flies sh- higher than a plane, man? What flies higher than a plane? Is some kind of kind of fucked up riddle here? <laughs> I, I see meaning in the plane is all I'm saying. It, how about, it a, sh- how about a, a shuttle, right? A rocket ship. Okay. A space probe. Well, not talking Max Moon here. Oh, that's a good pull, Max Moon. How about that? I think he'll be on the he'll be on the bill a little bit later. <sighs> Vote a So, uh, you don't like those tights, huh? I hate the tights, man. I hate the tights. So I hate these tights because, again, they look like like the like the inner th- inner side of the legs are cut out of them. It's just it's just a weird look, man. Is there it's just a weird thing? Is there any good reason to have that kind of design? No, no. It's just it's just different to be different. Uh, our buddy Angry Allen slash Queewee. He's lost the manager, and he's lost the tutu since last time. He's going with the long pink pants. You prefer the tutu? I mean, it was different. Those pink pants look pretty slick, though, with the pink boots. Maybe I was just viewing it in relation to his opponent's tights. Yeah, I think that's probably true. You like that tutu? I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth with it because when he's in the ring and if he's doing anything high flying, it kind of looks, he kind of looks like a badass fairy jumping around the ring. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. And he's, he's got like the static X hair going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he gets that to stick up. He, he's got a good head of hair on him and he's, it's, well, it's thinning at this point, but the rest of all that he has is sticking up in the air. No, I just see like a, like some type of a hybrid where you, we cross Kui Wee's character with Static X. Wrestling this match with Jason Jett. I'm going to win. Kick in his ass now. 2001, that was a, uh, it was a banner year for Static X. I'm Kui Wee. I'm <laughs> And early on, Double J teases a kick to the junk. And Where is my two two? <laughs> <laughs> Where is my two two? 
my tutu. <laughs> I don't see it. I need it. I don't see it. I need it. <laughs> oh man, that's some uh, that's some crossover right there. <laughs> I th- I think I could probably write a a Wee Static X song if you needed it. Man, they were missing you in the creative uh, boardroom. <laughs> I mean, they had you know a kiss with the kiss demon, right? I mean, I'll bet I'll bet your ass that the uh, Static X is cheaper than Kiss. Oh yeah, <laughs> still. Right, right, and Wayne Static is dead. Oh, so they're probably I didn't realize cheaper. that. <laughs> yeah, I guess they probably be way cheaper. Silence for Wayne Static. I guess I didn't know, but sure. So yeah, the band soldiers on without him. I didn't know, man. I had no idea. He the, uh, you know, the guy. So there's a new guy doing the... <laughs> oh, there's got to be. I'd imagine you'd have to have that hairstyle, too. That was kind of... That was their thing. Yeah, I always thought that because he's got electrocuted. Was that what the deal was? I don't know. Oh. Just made sense in my mind. That's what I always went with. Right. Right. And old Kiwi's got that same thing. Maybe Kiwi's singing for Static X. <laughs> That'd be something. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the match here. So Jason Jet he teases a kick to the junk and instead goes for a pendulum surfboard. That's a uh, that's a funny looking type of maneuver. It's a reverse Boston Crab type hold where he grabs his opponent's arms, leaving them dangling. Yeah. It's the old dangler. Just dangling there. I mean, a pretty creative move. I kind of got up for this match. You did. Double J yeah. has a nice DDT on the outside, and then he hit. Don't you call him Double J? All right, man. We're not gonna. We're not doing that shit, <laughs> man. Jeff Jarrett's got enough nicknames. Let's give something to you know, new Double J in town. Well, why don't we just we, we just call him Mr. Fly Fly? <laughs> That's not his name, man. Well, it looks it looks like a kid designed his trunks. Okay, I'll try it out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Mr. Fly Fly does a nice DDT onto the outside. <laughs> and he hits an afterburner. Are you talking about when he did that uh boy, he did they did a spot where he went uh he went at, at old uh, Kiwi, and Kiwi went for like a back body drop. Uh, he and then the clothesline. And then fly, fly. Yeah, he came off the ropes on the outside and hit him with a DDT. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was the spot in the match that I went. Oh, maybe Mister Fly Fly's got some. Uh, maybe he is making a name for himself. How do you go from making a name for yourself on Nitro, getting a win over, you know, Germany's favorite son, Alex Wright, to facing Kiwi on a pay-per-view? Wouldn't you think it'd be Kiwi then Alex Wright? Well, the you know, the pay-per-view is an upgrade. But the opponent is not. 
I suppose not. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was a poor booking decision. You think it saved the saved the the better match for the pay per view? That makes sense. That yeah, it does make sense. We don't agree on everything, but I'll give that one to you. All right. So after that gnarly DDT maneuver, Kiwi makes a comeback. Again, sends Mister Fly Fly out over the top. He goes for a pin on the outside, but Nick Patrick won't oblige him with a count. <laughs> the announced fucking, team. Fucking rookies. <laughs> <laughs> the announced team tells us that while the uh, main event is a false count anywhere, this one is not. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a move in the right direction, right? There's been really no clarity in the rules. Right, but nobody would ever expect just a regular match to be a false count anywhere match. Yeah, you're right. Unless it's yeah. a hardcore title match. Right, you know. yeah. Of course. Yeah, I think they got rid of that. I think Haku left after the, after yeah. the last show with the belt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> David Penzer's in harm's way. Man. Oh, uh, old DP? <laughs> he gets that DP action. No, man, I missed the DP. So Fly Fly takes a wicked bump to the guardrail and gets thrown into into DP. Was he all right? I mean, he goes on to announce the rest of the matches with the exception of, you know, buffer spot at the end. So Okay, all right. Must be kind of no, a tough guy. It. Yeah, well, I missed it. We get Kiwi Sucks Chance going throughout. As the heel rams his opponent's face into the mat several times, I like that spot. I think he should. Oh, where he just keeps on, yeah. Should have done a ten count, but you know, as a heel, you don't really do the ten count. Yeah, or you you do nine, and then you you know, piss the crowd off by not giving them the ten. Right. I mean, Kiwi goes for a superplex. Fly, fly, reverses it into a power bomb, which then gets reversed into a hurricane rana, which was a cool spot. Man, like I said, there was a lot of this match that I liked. But what I didn't like was the upside-down Goldberg sign. I didn't see the upside-down Goldberg the sign. Upside I'm glad that you're Goldberg? looking at the crowd, though. Oh, man, you must not have watched this one. I did. I did. It was right in the center of the damn, this, this dumbass kid is holding up this green upside-down Goldberg sign pretty much the whole mm. time. So... In the opening match in the crowd, the thing that I observed the most was in the front row, there is one fan that has got all of the, like, fire to him, right? He's yelling the entire time, and directly next to him is looks like a mother holding a child. <laughs> you talking and about the blue guy? Yeah, and the child is, like, standing on the mother, and the child's super pumped, but I'm watching it going, golly, let you set the child down. He's the child's in somebody's way and get him away from that fan. Cause that fan, I, I think that fan had a little too much fire to be sitting next to a child. Come on, man. It's, it's a wrestling match. Yeah. It's a wrestling match, but you don't want a, a four year old next to that guy yelling what, I mean, I'm not sure what he yelled, but it, he, he had a little passion, right? He had passion in what he was yelling. I like passionate fans. Right. Right. But, uh, so do I. I, I don't mean, like kids. I mean, sure, if he's maybe just kick, get the kid out of there. How about that for a solution? Well, they'll probably want to before Scott Steiner gets banged in the main event. 
So Jason Jett, he's got a bunch of new moves that he, he's got signature names for. It's a shockwave. The crash landing. You like either of them? No. I, I think the, the crash landing's about as dumb as it gets. If you're a jet, you don't want to have a crash landing. I thought that was a pretty... I mean, sure, it was different, but why don't you explain it real quick? It's uh, really a nothing finisher. No, it's it's essentially a suplex where he, when he lifts him up, he just lets him go. He doesn't follow through with the suplex. Nothing. He just lifts him up and lets him go. So uh, there was a spot uh, where Jet hit a plow, and then right after it, you can hear him call. Did you hear him call his move? No, I missed that one. Okay, so he calls for his uh, his uh, springboard elbow. And I went, don't call for the, like, like yes, you're going to call for things in the match. But I hate when they're, like, just standing there and you can hear, when you can hear the wrestler just yell, like, what the next spot is. Right. I, you have to call things in the match, but you can do it in such a manner that the, the, the fucking cameras on the outside shouldn't pick up on it. And then... Uh, um, after that, Jet ends up playing possum because there's that big collision. Right, that was a cool spot. So it was, it was weird, I guess. So I think it was a pretty impressive showing by Double J. But again, you're not you're not calling him Double J. Golly, I was hoping to sneak one past you there. But... Nah, man. So no. that that possum move is kind of cool. He might have been trying a little too hard to impress in his first match here. But, yeah, I mean, so they both bonk heads, and then uh, we get sent to the outside, and Jet's on the inside, and he gets up first, and then the crowd gets up for him, and he's like, shh, I'm going to play possum. <laughs> Everybody, shh, I'm dead. Shh. So he's getting the crowd involved. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you just not like? Chasing Jet because I'm calling him Double J, or you just weren't that impressed? I guess it's one of those things where you see like you see a uh, a kid, you know, a new guy. You're like, okay, this guy might have potential, and then you look, you kind of take in exactly what he is: goatee, long hair, right? Pretty standard. The only thing that really set him apart was his trunks. Which wasn't, I hate you. You already know how I feel about his trunks. Right. That's probably the only reason they're fashioned that way is to right. be different. Yeah. And then his, like, I like that he, you know, hushed the crowd down and did, like, I, it's good to get the crowd involved, sure. But overall, he just, he looked very, he looked generic. Mm. Yeah. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, he looked, he didn't, <sighs> He didn't look like he should be on the pay-per-view yet. Right. Ne- neither does Kiwi, really. Right. This would be a fine, you know, opening Nitro match or end of hour one Nitro match. Because yeah. it did have that good guy, bad guy thing going. Kiwi yep. was getting some good heat. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Your guy, Alex Wright, would have been a better choice. Yeah. Moving right along, we get a package highlight in the Cruiserweight Tag Team Championship Tournament. 
So I asked you what you thought about the uh, division. What do you think of them belts? All right. So they did this tournament, right? The belt design, I think, is pretty bad. They're not good-looking belts. But they did this this tournament, and the guys that have been tag team, you know, cruiserweight tag teams for the last how many months are not in the tur- are not you know in the finals, which is a mess. The thing I don't like is that they're crowning a new, like a new champion, right? Brand new champion, and they don't do like a fucking like belt presentation, right? They don't bring it out on a like uh, one of those tables with the, the gimmick on it. And, like, unveil them for everybody. The winner will be the new. You know what I mean? It's just a fucking match. They don't do any. If you're trying to establish a belt, give me a little presentation with it. You're thinking, like, the World Cup? Something, Starcade man. 95? Well, maybe not the World Cup, Starcade 95, but just give me something. Like, put the belts on a goddamn pedestal on ringside. Like, the presentation should mean something. I agree for the for the inaugural yeah. It's a big deal. It's a new title. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't do it. Oh. And then the other thing, the other thing I got to, I got to ask you here. Do you think that these cruiserweight tag team matches, they should be contested under Lucha Libre tag rules? What would those be? You don't remember the Lucha tag rules? Uh, so no, re- remind me. So uh, essentially, if one of your, like, say you and I are a team, right? Right. And you're in the ring, and you get thrown out of the ring, then you can go in the ring. I can go in the okay, ring. Right? Yeah. 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 So I'm watching this match, and it's being contested under standard tag rules. And they used to do a ton of like lucha tags on Saturday nights, you know, uh, or WCW Saturday night and, and Nitro and all that kind of stuff. And now they have this division that is a cruiserweight division, which really the wrestling action is is kind of based off of l- lucha libre. And you're not going to apply the lucha. So the only thing that makes the belt different itself is the fact that you have two guys that are cruiserweights. Instead of you know just a cruiserweight champion, so I, th- I really think that the Lucha Libre rules would have been the way to go with this. I think that they there there is a chance that that might have been the case in this match because towards the end I made note of several times where the the bad guys were just going in and out, you know, making covers. Yeah. So, but it wasn't. I don't think that was intentional. Right. They yep. they should have made you know the viewers aware of like okay we got these new titles here are the rules. So I guess Kipper's out of Team Canada now. Not sure how that happened. Yeah, who knows? We got that. Maybe news. they maybe they found out that he was from Georgia. Maybe they saw his passport. That could be. That could be. What what do you think of that? It's essentially a trade. Elix Kipper for Mike Awesome. Fair trade. Huh. That's a good. It's uh, a good question. I don't know. I mean, Elix, he was extremely talented. He was good. I, I was impressed the first couple of showings. I thought he was a little sloppy, Joe, in this one, though. Yeah, I don't know if I would trade an Elix for a for a Mike. So, Kid Not Romeo, sure. the new Latin sensation, is you guys. Tag team partner's got that shiny red leathery gear. 
They would get Ray and Kidman of the filthies. So Ray's got half a mask, and I'm I'm happy to see he's not wearing those stupid horns on his head. Yeah, that was that was what I was happy about too. I was actually when he came out wearing half a mask, I was pretty I was pretty pumped because I figured that maybe that's what he was doing now. Like actually wearing the mask? Right. Because I like, you know, I like my Ray in a mask. So it would have been perfect if he was like, all right, you know, we screwed up, take the mask off, but now I'm going to put on half of it, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Just something, something makes Ray better in a mask. Maybe they're leading towards an angle where he puts the thing back on. And then Kevin Nash shows back up and he's like, hey, what are you doing? You know what Tony's got to say about that mask? What does Tony got to say about that mask? He thinks that Ray's gotten better since he lost his mask. He has not gotten better since he's lost his mask. Snatch. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) So Kidman starts it off facing Romeo. We get some fast-paced action. Romeo gets off to a hot start with a fall-away P-bomb. All different sorts of variations of P-bombs. Yeah. And this one so far. Tags in Kipper, and they do the uh, wheelbarrow tandem maneuver to the fallen Kidman. Ray gets in there, lands a nasty leg drop, and he hits some of his uh, trademark head scissor action. I mean, Ray is still phenomenal. It's just not the same. He's phenomenal today as well. He's right. He's uh, he's always super good. It's just without the mask, he loses. I don't know. There's something that gets lost there. Kidman hits the baseball slide, and now they're battling on the outside. They both jump off the the uh, the stage, which is I don't know. It's kind of a cool spot. They threw him uh, off to the side, and then Ray and Kidman they, they run together and jump together like you know friends holding hands, running naked in the sand. Yeah, they and, do the uh, the simultaneous package to the face splash, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it looked, I mean, I don't know, it was fun. It's definitely fun. It, and was, then they, it was cool. They work back to the they work back to the ring, and then we get a, a shooting star to the floor by Kidman. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty nasty uh, nasty splash. And he's so. Here's the question I have for you. When I when I saw this, so Kidman's at this point using the like the face buster, you know, the X factor yep. as his finish. But he used to use the shooting star press as his finish. That used to be his deal. Mm-hmm. So when you have a new finish and you pull out the old finish, is your old finish not as powerful anymore? I think high flying maneuvers have kind of been cheapened. Yeah, yeah, big time. So I can't really think of a guy on the roster right now who has a finishing maneuver that's a high flying splash. Right. Well, uh, but yeah, I, I guess, I guess it becomes a secondary type of thing. Hmm. Okay. But interesting. There are there are also very few like finishers that are like what are they called protected finishers. There's no such no. thing at this time. No, no. But I made a note here. So I was way off predicting my MVP for this season. I predicted Vampiro. Yeah, you did. Just based on the sheer amount of ass kickings he's taken, Kidman might be the MVP. 
I mean, uh, save it for the rap show, but I don't think you're right. I mean, he, he's had some big-time feuds, man. I suppose he really has, hasn't he? So, well, primetime goes up for a 10 count. He takes a sit-out powerbomb. We got Ray and Romeo in there. Ray delivers a nice DDT. Kipper takes a nasty post hit. It's nice to see somebody actually hit the post. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Usually your your color guy has to sell the hell out of the thing. Right. But he he actually nailed the thing, so. Fucking guy's horny as hell. He's nailing metal posts. Uh, so I don't, this is where I started making the note about not knowing who the legal guy is because the ref was counting the pinfalls anytime there was a lateral press. Yeah. So it's either shitty officiating or they just didn't let us know that it was the Lucha Tag rules. I'm going to go with shitty officiating. All right. So Kipper hits a suplex pin move, and Romeo followed up with a leg drop. That's a nice tag move. Kidman makes the save. And the animals hit several tandem moves, including the baseball slide and the ball bag of Kipper. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> that was nasty. Yeah. Tandem Bronco Buster, Mysterio gets caught in a moonsault. Romeo slams him to the mat for the victory. Oh. The movie calls The Last Kiss. And they celebrate by dancing. Yep. No title presentation. They didn't bring out, you know, Super Colo to present the new belts or anything like that. It was just, hey, these are the new champions now. Let's dance. Maybe if they had two of the Vianos, right? Yeah, I could get behind that. The other thing, the other thing too, is like, why put it in the second match? It doesn't, it doesn't feel like put it on first or put it on later in the card. It's just a bad. They didn't. They didn't set these belts up for success. Mm. That was a bit of an upset. Yeah, yeah, it is. I like. I like it an is. upset once in a while. Ray doing a doing a big time favor there for the Latin sensation. Yeah, they get sent backstage with Buff. So he's shooting a uh, home video. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So they're in the Magnificent Seven's locker room. Animal. He says he got his <laughs> bell wrong. It's so stupid. Flair is pretty excited about the guy's prospects for tonight. <sighs> Scotty's paranoid because somebody jumped one of the freaks. Animal recently also jumped. So you, <laughs> you don't like this spot, huh? No, it was dumb. He's got his buff's got his personal cameraman now. And, like, you know, Animal, they should never have him. Should never have him try and act, I guess. Like, he can do his promo, you know, when he yells. But when he, like, just though his delivery sucked. Like, he's 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 sitting there leaning against an air supply poster. And he goes, man, I got my bell rung. And I was like, man, there, I just didn't, there's nothing believable in it whatsoever. He's sitting there in an office with his face paint on. I just. It, uh, it's not too far off from, from what they did to Ray. You know, you're you're taking away some of the mystique, what made him a special character worthy of being that mystery man. Right. You know, man, I got my bell rung. Like, 
he that's the first time I ever heard him talk. No, he's you've this heard guy that promos. just yells. You've heard you. Well, okay, good point. Yes, that's all, all right. he does, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah but thing. he's not gonna be like, man, I got my pills on. Right. At least stay with your badass road warrior character. Yeah, that's good. That's sounded good like point. a bitch. Well, sound like a little bitch, especially next to the next to the air supply poster. <laughs> <laughs> What was, what, what was to his other side a fucking winger poster? <laughs> what do you listen to the fucking Captain and Tennille animal? <laughs> you going to fucking go on tour with Yanni, you bitch? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's got a fine mixtape. I wonder what he listens to. Well, I get a flashback with Stacy revealing her baby, who turns out not oh. to be a child, but in fact, meat. The Mecca of Manhood Meat? What do you think about that for a reveal? Uh, Expecting a child to get a 250-pound man? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. I I mean, any usually, all right, under normal circumstances, anytime Stacy's going to reveal something, I'm in, right? <laughs> You'll get no argument from me. <laughs> the only exception. But she she reveals that uh, you know she she's good she's good you know good chums with the meat now and I, I, it's not the, that's not the Stacy meat I want to see. It's at this stage in the game where I realize that this is we're three matches in and none of these are pay per view quality no matchups. Nope. They're trying to push the young, you know, the young folks, but I don't think Meat deserves it, man. But I well, don't. and that's the thing you put you put Stacy out there, and Stacy is the real ripe tomato. But she shouldn't really. I don't think that you should team her with anybody. She walks out. They all really the horn dogs in the crowd are going to cheer, right? They're just going to cheer so because they look really want to get Meat over. Right, but she's in the she's in a heel character, which doesn't make sense because no matter what she does, she walks out, everybody's gonna cheer because look at her. Lots of boners. Right, right. Everybody's pants got shorter as soon as she walks out. And then she introduces the mecca of manhood meat. I just I'm not I'm not in for it. And the promo was bad. The promo was bad by by Stacy. The promo was bad by meat. It was, it not, was not good. Uh, her first line was good. Downhill from there. The I expect a, a, a better ovation. Yeah. You like that line? Yeah, next time I expect a be- she should be getting a bigger ovation. <laughs> I got an ovation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Standing ovation. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking the Mecca manhood, Sean the Star Stasiak. What the fuck is that? Why is it the Mecca of Manhood, Sean the Star Stasiak? Settle down. You can be the Mecca of Manhood. What was his nickname before? He was coming out to Perfect's theme. Perfect Sean. Yeah, yeah, it was. He was Perfect Sean. Now he's Sean the Star, the Mecca of Manhood. (laughs) They're really strapping this guy to the moon here. He's taking on Bam Bam Bigelow. Because they got a feud happening. You like that he brought out pictures of himself for everybody? The meat? 
Yeah, that that part wasn't that part wasn't really that bad. He was really half-assed though. He just from the ring, he just chucked his whole like pile of paper right. hands. Yeah, yeah. That uh... if they really wanted to, like, if they really wanted to do something with him, and they weren't doing like you know, if they give him another name, they could have just dropped the fucking eight by tens from the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, bam, bam. Picks up one of them pictures, crumbles it up. Yeah. He dishes out some punishment early on, sending Sean the star to the outside where he calls for a timeout. Which is fair. He should be able to call a timeout. So he's really going for that chicken shit heel bit. Yep. I mean, are we unfairly kind of putting meat in the Lex Luger category? How so? Does he got anything redeeming going for him? No. No. Stacy. He's okay. got Stacy. Okay. You know, I I I'm, I was just wondering. I was wondering if I missed something. I didn't think so, but No. No. So the Mecca gets back in there. It's a little bit of offense in. And it gets drop kicked to the outside by the beast from the east. Van follows follows him out there. He gets thrown into the steps. And then the Mecca goes up. Hits him with the crossbody. He pow- he poses and bows to a chorus of boos. So he's getting some heat. Yeah. Well, you'd boo him too. I was booing him. Oh, right there, just watching it. Yes. Good for you, man. So Bigelow, probably the highlight of the match. He makes a comeback. It's a classic Nards plow. So the referee. Yeah. I don't like him here. <laughs> he's actively right. trying to break everything up kind of sort no. of going into business for himself you just think he's a little too active stay out of the way man right right yeah who is this fucker i've never seen him before i don't know i didn't write it down bigelow with another big comeback it's a couple of headbutts then stacy gets on the apron provide a little distraction action oh that's right she tosses oh, yeah. the meat the tosses the meat spray over Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You filthy animal. Yeah, well, that's what happens. So we get the meat spray to Bam's face. And then meat hits a hangman's noose neckbreaker for the win. And then he gets a fucking sesh from from Keebs. He sure does. Man. She's she's really doing a good job. I, I I can only imagine, uh, but there was there was one spot in the match where uh, I started laughing real hard. I don't remember exactly where it was, but meets on the outside and he's on his hands and knees, and he he's he's like hugging Stacy, right? Yeah, and and I think Tony was like, oh, you know, I'm <laughs> I might be injured too, Stacy. Come here. <laughs> He slid in one of those hornball lines. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, yeah, that's funny. But after the match, obviously, you know, the spray and the meat spray and all that kind of shit. After the match, it seems like it's over. And then all of a sudden they start smooching. A couple of times. Yeah. You think, yeah. You think the camera guy was giving him a signal? I don't know, but I I don't know what the meat the meatster ever did to deserve that because most of me says he does not deserve that. You think maybe it was Rusi in the back and... Rusi's gone. And Stacy had an earpiece in. 
<laughs> yeah, Rusi's so Rusi's at home, <laughs> sending in the sending in the uh, the, the the spots. It just there seems going, like a Rusi like call. Yo, Stacy, you piece of shit. You go kiss him, kiss him a little more. Yeah, Stacy, keep kissing him. <laughs> no slap his ass. Yeah, no slap his ass. Keep kissing him. Yeah. Daddy's enjoying this, you piece of shit. <laughs> you can picture it. I don't want to picture it. Turn the page. <laughs> we get uh, some more of that surveillance footage. The cat talking about taking care of Canyon. So Miss Jones wants to come out there, but he tells her to stay in the back. So she got the business from Canyon. Oh. Yeah, he laid her out. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. A little flatliner action. <laughs> he must be a maniac in the sack. <laughs> I got to get your take on this next bit. We got the new Cruiserweight Tag Team Champions in the back. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, I thought... I So, I started out, they're all happy, right? Putting the belts on, everything's good. And then they hugged, and then for some reason they're like, oh, yeah, we don't hug, and they walk away. So it had some uh, – it kind of had a little bit of a homophobic undertone to it, which was kind of strange. I mean, it was – I suppose it was 2000, but um, it, we're not too far off of – I mean, Billy and Chuck is going to be coming along, and uh, I mean, not not too long away from this. So I don't know. It was, it was, it was weird. I, I think it was – I think it was very unnecessary. To cut to the back and have them like it should have been a presentation for the cruiserweight tag belts and they should have been done for the night. That should have been it. So this whatever they're doing in the back, it, it just it didn't do anything for me. No, that's not how you introduce your new cruiserweight tag team champions. It's not how I would have. We get some flashbacks leading up to our next contest between Team Canada, Lance Storm, Mike Awesome, and the former members of the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. So you're hoping for a full-on reunion here with Tasky and everything, I bet. I, that's exactly what I was hoping for. I was hoping for traditional Cholo Conan. I was hoping for, you know, the Laughing Man Hugh Morris. I was hoping for Sully in a robe. Everything. The Dungeon to do music. We didn't get that. We got fucking Hugh with his Hugh shirt coming down to the ring to the zoo, which was kind of nice. Like, that's, again, that's, that's a fucking song he... That's that's hundred percent. You go out there to the zoo, you're probably going to win. It's a banger of a tune. Yeah. And Conan, the only problem. Conan doesn't have a shirt this time. Oh, where's the shirt? I don't know. Maybe he put the shirt on. He took it off. He said, "That's enough." <laughs> hey, hey, shirt, shirt. You want me to put you on? You want me to wear your shirt? All right, go ahead. I'll wear you. That's enough. I'm sure that's how it went down. I'm pretty sure. So this uh, this one. Get a straight shoot with you. I got like one note because they didn't do shit for me. I was disappointed by this match. Yeah. There's enough talent in there to have a good match. Yeah. So Lance gets the mic as usual. Talks about, uh, you know, getting a win, getting a win, getting a shot at the tag titles. And then he asks for the uh, Canadian national anthem to be played about three times. 
The guy in the back doesn't hit the play button, and Storm admonishes him for missing his cue. Which, I mean, whatever, you know. Yeah. And then we got the zoo, and then uh, we're underway. I mean, we get a USA chant. We get the K-Dog and Lance battling. There really wasn't too much of note in this one. There's no, a shit-looking double clothesline with the K-Dog and Lance. Awesome hits an awesome splash. Gets broken up. Hugh hits the no laughing matter. And he gets an awesome bomb, and Team Canada's victorious. So I was hanging in there for the first couple of matches, but I am now sick of this show, I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> the Dungeon of Doom reunions was very underwhelming. Yeah. No, it, it and they had this opportunity, too, because for whatever reason, you have you have the fucking Dungeon of Doom back together. Right. <laughs> like, right. They should have actually just went full on into it. Dungeon of Doom, like, I don't know if Task is employed or not by the company. If he's not, find a new Task. I'm sure the fucking, uh, what's his name, the Master, I'm sure the Master is still around. It would have been awesome. There. They Didn't they start the season with the, the, the return of the Varsity Club? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they came out to help out Hacksaw Duggan. Right. Hey, Varsity Club. Like, why Why couldn't they have just given me the goddamn Dungeon of Doom, man? I know you're holding out hope. Always. And, yeah, I mean, the Masters for sure hanging out in Universal Studios. On a throne. I mean, he's he's an eternal being, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Master, of course. Yeah, he's probably still yeah. there. You would, it would have been awesome had they, you know, you put Team Canada out there, right? I don't know where the dungeon's located. I don't know if it's a stateside thing. It's a Canadian dungeon. Who knows where the dungeon is? Could be in New Zealand. Could be in Italy. Could be in Hong Kong. Nobody knows. The lights go out, right? The master shows up on the video board. Yeah. And he does something like, Sullivan, my son, it's time to return. Right? And then all of a sudden, boom, Taskmaster is on the stage in his robe. And then, boom, who pops up? Spotlight, right? Spotlight, Task is there. He raises his right hand. Boom, spotlight, Hugh is there. He raises his left. Yeah, he raises his left hand. Boom. Original Cholo Conan is back. Grabbing his junk. Yeah. And then Taz starts walking down the walking down to the ring with the two guys. And then, but it doesn't stop there, right? Because as he's walking down to the ring, who else comes up? Boom! You know who? I don't know who. Zodiac. Of course. Yeah, Zodiac comes out of the comes out of the, uh, one of the areas in the arena, right? Zodiac's there. Who else is there? Shark. Shark's there. Zodiac's there. You probably get the Yete, right? The Yete is still. Yeah, he's probably he's around. around. Yeah, you get the Yete. Probably gonna need one more guy. All these guys are probably still on the payroll, right? Like that would have been. You think people would have been up for that? Or you think they would have been like, "Oh God, Glacier! You put Glacier in the fucking dungeon." I think he belongs down there. Right, right. So this is all much better than what they came up with. Thanks, man. They came up with just a uh, dud of a 
match here. Yeah. Well, we're getting some more surveillance cam footage. We get the roads in the back. Talking about somebody kissing their ass later. So Dusty orders 240 burritos in prep for his match. Says, Ric Flair in my ass. That's the match, baby. Yeah, that was the best. Dustin's like, come on, Dad, we got a match. And he's like, I got a match for Ric Flair's face in my ass. That's a match. What do you think of this tactic by the dream? Loading up on burritos? Yeah. Well, I mean, how many burritos they say it was? He said 240. But that's like a Peter Griffin ordering, you know. Right. 300 chicken vaginas out of the drive-thru. <laughs> right. I don't think it was, I don't think it was maybe that many burritos. Uh, yeah, that's one of those, like, you want to inflate the numbers, but you don't want to inflate them that much. Like, 30 burritos. Right. Right. Yeah. That was a cornerstone of comedy. You take a, uh, a speck of truth, right? Yeah. That's all you yeah. need. That's, you're telling me. <laughs> uh, so, so, but the, the, just the, the single line of, Ric Flair's face and my ass. That's the match. Dusty makes everything hilarious. So that was the just that spot alone made it worth it to me. We get Buffy Bags in the back. He, he's in the dog face gremlin Rick Steiner's locker room. Asks what he's going to do with Booker. And he says he's going to finish him off quick. Also wants to know what's going on with his brother Scott. He missed the funniest line. Rick says he's going to thump his butt. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Thump his butt. Are you intimidated by that if you're you're Booker T? If I'm Booker T and Rick Steiner says, I'm going to thump your butt. Oh, yeah? I'm probably going to HR. (laughs) That's not the kind of match we're having here, all right? Well, Steiner Brothers actually were in tag team competition in recent weeks, getting the band back together there. Yeah, back together. And we get the plumber in O'Hare talking to an imaginary person off camera to the left <laughs> while being the two survivors of the Natural Born Thrillers. O'Hare says they're going to have to be killed to lose their titles. This guy's just a little bit too hardcore. Same Bro. guy who's talking about going to jail. Yeah. How he you should be he, in jail. You think he's been to jail? He's leading us to believe that, man. Yeah. You have to kill him. To kill him to get the belts off of him. I mean, I guess he's trying to put off being a fearless man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But really sticking to that strong language. I mean, it's not that strong a language because they're beeping out all the strong language, but. So they're both soaking wet. You think these guys just took a tag team shower? (laughs) Maybe they did take a tag team shower. Maybe they took a steam. I don't know. They are soaking wet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What would be a tag team shower? That's That's my next question for you. Is it like, you know. We both go into the, the, the bathroom, and I get in the shower, and then you're like, hey, man, it's my turn. And you, we tag, and then you get in the shower, and I get out of the shower. Maybe or is this you talking about? Like in and out, you know, you wash okay. my back. Oh, so it's, it's like a tag team shower with Texas tornado rules. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. All men in the shower at once. 
I don't know, man. Maybe they, maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Well, next up, we got a cruiserweight title match. You got you got any last thoughts about that that tag team shower? No, I don't got any last thoughts about the tag team shower. So Sugar Shane's out. He's accompanied by the Sugar Babies. Those are honeys. You think they're one and the same? I think so. Pretty sure they're Nitro Girls. Did you? I thought that. I was wondering if that was the case. I'm not sure if they were 100% Nitro Girls or not. But uh, it was it was interesting to see him come out with, would he have three, three lovely lasses with him? Sure did. Yeah, and they didn't come down to the ring. Right? They stayed up there, mm-hmm. and they danced, and then he came to the ring. So it seemed a little unnecessary. Like, if they were all three of them going to be ringside, I'm cool with it. But for them just to dance for his introduction seemed a little silly to me. I noticed he's not wearing the three-count gear. No longer nah. coming out to the hit single, so maybe they're like his backup dancers in his new solo endeavor. Oh. Oh, gotcha. He's like uh, uh, one of those boy band guys that did his own thing. Right, like uh, Marky Mark? Marky right? Mark. Marky Mark. Wasn't he in the uh, the New Kids? No, Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie. You was sure Marky Mark wasn't in there? I'm pretty positive, man. And like the Nitro was, Girls are like the Funky was, Bunch? It was like Donnie, uh, Nikki, Joey, Tony, Tony, and some uh, Kevin. And some Kevin. <laughs> You're talking about the new kids. Had them all. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm fairly certain that Mark Marky Mark was not in the new kids. We'll have to see about that. I'll tell you right now. All right, look it up, man. I, I fucking got it up. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, so we got the band consists of the brothers, Jonathan and Jordan Knight. So it's uh, Johnny and Jordy. And then we got Joey McIntyre. It's uh, Joey. Donnie Wahlberg. And Danny Wood. Was that like a current lineup? <clears throat> no, that's, that's the original. I don't know, man. I fucking just read it. All right. And trust me, I'm hanging tough. Well, I think uh, I think he was in the mix at some point. He wasn't in the fucking mix, man. Why wouldn't he be in the mix? Because he's too busy making Terminator movies or something. Well, I hope this match is all right, because the last couple have been duds. Well, here's the thing about this next match. Helms and Chavo, they had an incredible match. Was it the last show or the show before? Mm-hmm. So going into it, I was very excited about this match. Now it might have been my uh, it might have been my attitude towards the card at this point, or it might have been the fact that I was waiting for them to break into another one of those you know all time classics. But this is another one I wrote down basically no notes, and I think a lot of it was because I was. I was shocked that the match was not nearly as good as the match that they had previously. 
Like it wasn't even it wasn't even close. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's some good offense, I guess. Did you you see when Chavo put his put his feet on the ropes and he essentially put his feet over the official's fucking face to put his ass? Like, yeah, he tried to cheat to win, and it was uh, it wasn't even comically bad. It was just bad. Yeah, I mean, right in front of the official's face. It was supposed to be comically bad, but I mean, we get several DDT maneuvers thrown around. Chavo hitting the big flying man. You know, Sugar Shane hits his series of, uh, you know, he's got the go to sleep, whatever he calls that thing. And then David Penzer, man. Sugar Shane goes flying to the outside right in Penzer's lap. He's getting a lot of action in this one. A lot of action for DP, huh? Oh, yeah. So you don't got much for this one, huh? Should I just cut to the chase? I mean, yeah, there wasn't, like, the only part that I really thought was, was that stood out to me, and again, I think it was probably just because I was I was trying to figure out, like, they had an incredible match last time. I was looking forward to something to build off that incredible match, which this was not. Mm. Chavo putting his, his foot on the ropes were, like, right. It seemed like he had to put his, his feet over the official's face to put him on the ropes. It was just it was a little bit too obvious. Maybe it was meant to be, and, and it was just something that I didn't quite get why you would do it. Uh, but the transition that they did into the vertebraker, I thought was well done for the finish. And that was about it. Outside of that, I was not, I was not blown away like I was last time I saw him work together. Hmm. I think you declared that match the match of the year. Yeah, I, I, I still think it's a strong contender, too. So you can't blame him for, you know, putting these guys on again. They just didn't. Didn't bring the same type of goods, but no. we get that vertebraker and we got a new cruiserweight champion, Sugar Shane Helms. The crowd seems pleased. The honeys come back out. Yeah, we get the honeys. Get the honey. So he calls this super kick the sugar smack. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> and you get the nature boy in the back, cutting a promo on the roads. He's got 14 titles. Double J's got five titles. They got 19 between the two of them. It is pretty impressive. <laughs> the, the best part about this promo is the end. Because it's like like Rick saying, like, that's the end of the promo. That's enough. Cut it. But he's staying in character while he's doing it. He's like, I, I'm not kissing anybody's ass. Double J's not kissing anybody. We're not kissing anybody's ass. Woo! That's that's enough. That's it. Cut it. That's that's enough. Woo! <laughs> Booker T is then seen talking to somebody to the left again. He tells us to save the drama for your mama and donate the player hate the game. We'll be going for that U.S. title later on. But first, I think this is a rematch of last last month's tag title match. Which we got the Natural Born Thrillers taking on Totally Buffed. Get a package for this one highlighting this uh, tense rivalry. So, Buff's got the most success in the tag division. So, Totally Buffed has that going for him. We got a couple of Lex Loser signs. 
Accurate. I mean, the challengers are out, and they take their time posing and asking for the mic. I thought it was kind of funny when Luger saw himself on the screen and then did some posing. Yeah. Pointed at himself. Yeah. The 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 promo was a little rough for my liking. It uh, it, it was so, it's so weird because like Lex comes out and it's like he doesn't understand the difference between like a real heel and a face. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like, oh, WWE was always that tweener character. Well, maybe he's just fucking stupid, right? Maybe he just doesn't understand. Yeah, because. His work is always just a little bit, unless with the exception of, you know, made in the USA Lex Luger and his old work in WCW. He just never, it really never clicked in while I was watching whether he was like a super face or he was a heel. So mm. he comes out and he cuts this promo where he's kind of giving, uh, uh, who is it? Fucking Plumber and O'Hare some credit. You know what I mean? Like he, he at first he's like, you know, maybe we're overconfident last time. All this other kind of stuff. I was like, why are you giving him any credit at all? You're the fucking heel. Bury the shit out of him. Right. You know, I just I didn't like the promo, but for me to not like a, a Lex Luger promo is nothing new. Yeah, he wrapped it up with talking about all that he and Buff possess. He calls him Sean Palumbo and Tuck O'Hare. They tell us not to grab a beverage or leave our seats because this isn't going to take long. <laughs> and it doesn't. And it does not. But before we get into the action of this one, what do you think about your guy Jindrak being left behind? Disappointing. I thought you might think so. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of this is a nothing match. Well, it was less than a minute. There is some funny stuff uh, surrounding this match. Because uh, I guess that, uh, who is it, uh, Buffer and Lexer, they didn't like, like, pretty much anything about the match. They they thought that they were going to, they should be the winners, all that kind of stuff. This is, what, this is what I've heard, at least. And uh, they came out, they did this fucking less than a minute, essential, you know, essentially a squash match. And then to really drive home the point that they weren't happy, they just laid there after the match. Just laid there in the ring. And then, supposedly, after the match, they just left. They just grabbed their gear and left. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. That's a fucking bitch move. And especially, like, if you're thinking right now the company is for sale. Right. Like, you're going to do something like that? Like, if if I was buying the company and I saw this... And I heard about this bitch move. I would say, guess what? You're not coming with. (laughs) You you go now. Yeah. I mean, what happens is they both get kicked and they both take a Shantan bomb. And then you're right. They're out for forever. I mean, we go to, you know, a couple of packages and they're still out in the ring. Yeah, well, we get we go to the back, and we got Scott doing pull-ups in the shower. I don't know, with the freak. I don't know what. Uh, must be some type of a freaky pull-up workout move kind of thing going on. And then you get the Canyon and the DDP package. 
And then you go, they go back to the ring and Buff and Lux are still laying in the ring. It just, it just sucks. It's a fucking dick move by them too. It's a dick move. Right. And Lex, you know, Lex gets out of the ring and Buff is still laying there. And finally Buff gets off. I was like, what are you fucking doing? Just get, just go, just get out of the ring, man. You, you fucking made your point. It's such a childish thing. Like, hey, oh, I'm going to do this now. Fuck. The part I didn't care for was just the, this guy's got a bad neck bit. They yeah. did mention that. Yeah. How like he was like selling and we're supposed to kind of be concerned a little bit. Like that was just trash. Um, and I think that's probably just the, the commentators trying to explain it away in such a fashion that doesn't like point out the fact that they're just being dicks. Mm. Well, they finally, uh, finally dragged their asses out of the ring and I guess get in the car and leave. I think they took a tag team shower before they left. They might have. No, probably not. They probably wait until they got back to the hotel. <laughs> you think they put their pants on and stuff, or you think they just went straight in their tights to the car? I, I, I don't know. So I think it, I, I believe it was on the Bish podcast that it was said that they just they just left. Oh. So I mean, I'm guessing I've. I've worked shows before where a guy shows up in trunks because he was running behind <laughs> or he's working another show before he showed up. <laughs> so maybe it was something like that. Like, Oh, we gotta, we're going to go work a local indie, and get some respect. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, next we got Ernest Miller taking on Canyon. Hell yes. Yes. You like this. So there is something I love about this. So the cat's out. Miss Jones is with. Downs. I like how the cat says he's going to rip off that ugly mask off of Canyon's face. Just referring to his face. Yeah. Uh, what? Canyon is the only guy the entire show that has a different entrance than everybody else. And how fucking awesome was that? Uh, I mean, what what caught your eye there, dude? He walks up through the stage. He doesn't oh, come out of the little he doesn't come out of the little fucking side curtain. He comes up from underneath the stage. Boom! Underneath the video board, walks up. It looked cool, man. They everybody should have had that entrance. Nobody should be coming out from behind the the goddamn bed sheet. Mm. He immediately goes after Miss Jones. This is a sick man, this Canyon. Canyon's great, man. You write down, you start off with Canyon's a sick man. My first note is Canyon is great. <laughs> He's got a cast on his hand. I don't know if he was a, a victim of, who was that, Steiner? I'm guessing it was probably a victim of Steiner, but that was Lex's thing. Oh, before. that was Lex, right. That was Lex breaking up everybody's, everybody's arm. They get the match going and skin or skin. Cat skin. skin. The cat. cat skins the cat. The cat. <laughs> and it's an electric chair drop on the former Mortis. So the cat is now wearing footwear. I saw that, yeah. One of many new changes. Place is just in a constant state of flux. 
It really is. What do you think of the cat's dancing elbow? I like it. You do? Okay. Adds a little stank to it, you know? A little bit yeah, of but, funky stank. So is it? do you think it's because of the people's elbow? Everybody's doing these extra things with their elbow drops? I mean, yeah, you know, that the worm is happening. Right. But, I mean, Orndorff, he was like the innovator of the funky elbow. Well, I mean, you got Dusty. Okay. Legendary funky elbow. Good point. But I'm talking about, like, the the, lay, the man laying down funky elbow. Right. That's that's an Orndorff gimmick. Hope he's doing all right. Elbow. Orndorff? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to break it to you, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was just, they had Orndorf in a match a couple of months ago. Yeah. That's hard yeah. to believe. But I don't, I don't know, that cat dancing elbow doesn't really do an awful an awful lot for me. They call it the James Brown elbow. Ugh. Ugh. Doesn't do it for you, huh? Not at all. I bet I know what does do it for you. Tell me. Can you hit in the classic Nards plow? And then pin yeah. the cat for the three with his feet on the ropes. Yes. <laughs> and the ref says, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do that. Right. But, it, man, that was that was awesome. Just Low blow, good. feet on the roof. I mean, Kane is so good, man. He's just. I'm not really impressed with his Boston Crab attempt, though. I fucking wrote down a horrible crab. <laughs> it's like he's he's laying like forward. <laughs> he is, he does not know how to apply the pressure of the Boston crab whatsoever. Such a good wrestler. I mean, Boston crab is not his strong suit. Boy, that's a great point. For as many things as he does that are great, and for how innovative his offense can be. It's so funny that such a basic thing, like a Boston Crab, it looks so shitty. He also did a reverse Boston Crab, which was questionable last time around. He really did. Uh, uh, Some of that innovator of offense business. Right. So the cat hits the feliner, and then Canyon ends up getting his foot on the rope to, to keep the match going. The cat goes for a suplex. Canyon hits him with the cast and maybe more. Did he have like a, what did he have? Was it just the cast? Yeah, he had a cast. Oh, I thought maybe he had another foreign object. And maybe more. (laughs) (laughs) Roll of quarters, brass knucks, who knows. Well, Miss Jones, she sticks her nose where it doesn't belong. Gets in there. Nails the cat with a feliner after Canyon moves out the way. Well, it wasn't really a feliner. It was just a, a high kick. Uh, they call her the feliner. It appears that she wants to take on Canyon. He catches he catches a slap attempt, and then can and then she connects with a kick. Cat hits his own, and we have a winner. So, Miss Jones puts the cape over a man who starts dancing, and then we get interrupted by Canyon, who gives her the flatliner. Awesome. And then who comes out to make the save? 
We got the former ice train. Yeah. And they call him, what do you call him, smooth? Yeah. Just let him be ice train, man. Ice train's still an awesome name, and it st- it fits. Right? You can be ice train. He's like working as a cat chauffeur. Yeah. Wouldn't you want your chauffeur, bodyguard guy to be named ice train, not smooth? This was a guy who was a bona fide Steiner. Yeah. I mean, I just don't get why why you fuck it. You put him. Yeah. Let him be ice train, man. His pants are giant. Did you see how big his pants were? Well, he's a big man. That's a good point. But like, wouldn't you, if I, all right, if I'm cat, right? And I got a guy like Ice Train. And they're like, yeah, he's going to be like your new limo driver, you know, save the day bodyguard guy. But we're going to call him Smooth. Wouldn't you rather just say, hey, no, no, no. Let him be Ice Train. Right? That makes sense to me. Let him be who he is, man. Right. Well, we get more camcorder footage backstage. They're totally buffed or arguing about their loss. Wait a minute, I thought they just took off. That's that's what it was said. I must have caught him on the way out. Could have been. The roads are shown in their locker room, and Dusty's ripping ass. <laughs> he talks about trying to hold it in until the match later on. <laughs> and then he he does like, a, what does he say? He like moves a little bit. He's like, oh yeah, I got it all worked out into my saddlebags. <laughs> <laughs> saddlebags are full, he says. Man. Another package leading up to this next match for the U.S. title. Booker, he's been the victim of the player haters and the Magnificent Seven lately. So he's up first. Both these guys' tunes start with catchphrases. And both are not good catchphrases. No, don't hate the player, hate the game sucks. And I, I, I even wrote down in my notes, bite me sucks. Which would you take? You're forcing me? Yeah. Uh, if you're forcing me, I'm going to go don't hate the player, hate the game. Just because I really don't like the bite me, the, the whole damn thing. I'm just not a fan whatsoever. Uh, can you dig it, sucka? That worked for me. And it's some longevity. But, but the Harlem Heat music is so good that you just let it be the Harlem Heat music. Right. Dun, 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 dun. Right, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I want to know what happened to Rick's headgear. You know what happened to it? Yeah. It's probably around somewhere. Why ain't you wearing the headgear, man? Sometimes you don't wear it anymore. What that cauliflower ear? Well, yeah, that's he's got to protect his cauliflower ear from his days back in the AWA. <laughs> it's not the same, man. Not the same. They start the battle on the outside of the ring, and Booker's thrown into the front row. They're back in there, and Rick goes to town with them. some of them famous Steiner lines. And then he hits a Pearl River plunge, much better than Ahmed Johnson. Booker tries to make the comeback, but gets stopped short with a kick to the dick. I got a fun fact for you here. Oh, yeah? Between these two guys, mm-hmm. they got 19 WCW world title reigns as well as nine TV title reigns and six U.S. title reigns. And Tag, however, title. And Tag how, title reigns, right? 19 between the two. Between the, oh, so you said world title reigns. I was like, no, 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 no. World title. Tag title. World title, they got just however many Booker has. Right, yeah. yeah. Five. 
Yeah. Decorated guys here. Big time. So Booker T is getting the beat down and he hooks up out of a submission and hits a belly to belly to back suplex. Goes for that big kick and misses. Rick nails a belly to belly of his own. Follows it up with some more Steiner lines after squashing some attempted offense by Booker. Would you have liked to have seen a Steiner versus Steiner title versus title storyline? No. No interest? None, man. None at all. (laughs) Neither one of them are. I've never been a big fan of Rick, and Rick's promos are pretty horrible. Like, he's thumping butts. And then Scotty, while his like his promo work is better, it never connects. So I just no, I have no, I have no interest whatsoever in a Steiner on Steiner uh, story. Don't you like thumping butts? I mean, yeah, in my personal life, it's not not Rick Steiner. Not no. he's involved. No, I don't want to thump butts with Rick Steiner. T so. T goes for that scissors kick. They call it the Ghetto Blaster. How the fuck is it called Get- Ghetto Blaster? The Ghetto yeah, Blaster is already a move. That's what they. That's what they call it. Right, but that's bad news. Bad news, Brown. Right, he had the Ghetto Blaster. Right, which is a kick that's to the back a different of the head. kind of a kick. Right, right. Yeah, and then the the thing that I hated the most about this match, and they didn't seem to gel very well at one point. Like T went for a spine buster that just looked rough. It was it was uh, it was kind of a real hit and miss as far as like smooth goes in the match uh but t kicks the the official right kicks him and the official doesn't go down if you're an official and you get hit by one of those booker t kicks you flop like a motherfucker you go down a couple minutes at least right mickey j doesn't leave his i'm pretty sure it was mickey j yeah mickey j doesn't leave his feet Yeah, that was a miss by Mickey J. Well, Steiner hits a mean-looking suplex, makes the cover, but the ref's out of position, so at least he was selling it a little bit. All right. All right, so he wasn't immediately available for a three-count after a kick. Sure. And then we get something I didn't see coming. The franchiseler jumping the guardrail, being all sneaky and shit. Yeah, he was sneaky. And he bonks Steiner, who's on the top for some reason. He bonks him, huh? He gives him a bonk, and then Booker T hits his version of the rock bottom, and we have a new champion. Yeah. Mm. You like the French bonk? Or... I, uh, so I don't remember the reasoning behind the French bonk, so I can't, I can't get into how much I like it or dislike it, I guess. But uh, it kind of sucks for T because... T was just the world champion. Yeah, he's getting thrown down the card. Right. And he was as a world champion. He's a guy that can can run with that title, right? He's a good he's a good hand. I like Booker T. So I don't know, this because he had his well, I suppose he had his run with Rick or Scott, and now he's had his run with Rick, I guess. I don't I don't know. He's failed to beat Scott twice, right? That is true. All so right. Bye. All right. Yeah, it's a good point. 
I'll go to the back, an animal standing over Buff. Again, they're still in the building. So these could have been pre- these could have been uh, these these clearly could have been pre tape. Actually, I'm guessing a lot of them are pre tapes. You're ruining the magic of the moment, man. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, live. this is live. This is live. <laughs> so package comes over there and says, "Isn't that convenient?" Kind of insinuating that animal might be might be the one who's up to all this business. Yeah, see, dude, this is so dumb. <laughs> Some more. There's always fucking mystery happening. Right. Isn't that convenient? <laughs> Alexa's act getting any better for you? No. No, no it's not. It's just the, and the line, too, isn't that convenient? You're here. You found him first. Anybody could have found him first. It could have been Ric Flair. It could have been Dave Penzer. Anybody, right? It could have been absolutely anybody. It could have been the goddamn master. That just, just walked by and was like, oh, shit, Buff, what happened, bro? And Huck and Lex like, oh, you found him? Isn't that convenient? What if Lex was the first person there? Would that then be convenient, too? Like, wouldn't that have been a funny promo, actually? <laughs> Lex walks up on a knocked out Buff. And he's like, oh, what that Buff, what happened? And he's like, oh, no. I'm here. Oh, isn't that convenient? <laughs> <laughs> he starts fucking like blaming himself for it even though he just showed up <laughs> uh, that's a pretty funny take that would have been funny yeah uh, well Dusty Rhodes he made a return recently reigniting his age old feud with the nature boy yeah they as, like as soon as they, they leave from that isn't that convenient spot Tony Tony's next line, he says, what's he say here? He goes, someone's going to pucker up. Who's going to be? <laughs> like, he tries to do an accent, and he's so, like, he's not good at doing the accent. So it comes across a very half-assly, and he was like, someone's going to pucker up. Who's going to be? <laughs> like, Tony, Who's don't. Be? Tony, don't do that. Don't answer that. That's you're you're taking my shtick in twenty years. What you're doing? You're stopping. <laughs> it shows it's so it shows some highlights from the show. <laughs> <leave up>. <laughs> Who's gonna be? <laughs> Who's gonna be? We get some highlights from the shows leading up to this one. Double J's been spoofing the American Dream. You catch any of that? Oh. Sp- <laughs> you said spoofing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I you said something else. I was gonna have to. I was gonna have to draw a line there. <laughs> right. Well, this is a kiss my ass match. So. Right. Right. Yeah. One of the same. They're beeping out ass about half the time. Yep. Not every time. No. Only about half the time. Maybe there's a limit. There's a limit, like uh, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, "Can I have a cookie?" And they're like, "Yeah, you could have a cookie." You're like, "Can I have two cookies?" <laughs> okay, yeah, you can have two cookies. Like, can, you think I maybe could have three cookies? And they're like, "No." <laughs> so, they're like, they have, you know, they can only have ass twenty times, so they got to be selective about which asses they take. They just can't decide what kind of a program they want. 
So this next one, I guess, co-main event maybe. Sure enough, star power in there. We got Dustin and Dusty Rhodes taking on Ric Flair and Ted the Hillbilly Heels, number one pick in our heel draft. Double J, Def, Jeff Jarrett. J E double F J A double R E. So the announce team's talking about the 240 burritos that the Dream's been going to town on. <laughs> Tony even says he's like, yeah, you finished that in what, like 20 minutes? <laughs> oh, man. I bet the whole ringside area is, uh, you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't. What are you saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. What do you No, I need you to explain this to me. He eats 240 burritos and make the whole ringside area uh, what? I mean, he's going to stink up the joint, man. Oh, gotcha. He's going to a new, uh, <laughs> the old crop dusty. Yeah, the crop dusty yeah. roads. Gotcha. There you go. I'm with you. What'd you think about his entrance music? Wasn't that the the damn American Dream from the Federation? It was. It was eerily similar. It was so it close. Was, it was not. But like when you first hear, it, you're like, "Oh, wait a second. And they're like, "Oh no, okay, it's not. It's not. It's, it's got not, a very but, similar chorus, and you know, he's talking about being a common man and same deal. Yeah, it was. And I mean, common man's a, a all time classic for entrance music. All-time classic. Oh, yeah. He was only around the Federation for about a year or so. And that's a legendary theme. Yeah. So, I think that's really the only time that he used it, except when he made comebacks, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, that was my first note as well. Was that, man, that sounds like the American Dream from the Federation. Yeah, and Rick is Rick shows up in fucking slacks and a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> he's, he says he's like the, he's Double J is going to kick both their asses. That's what he's going with. And maybe because it's Ric Flair, asses doesn't get beeped, right? Yeah, because yeah, that's how it, that's how it opens. He gets on the mic and he says Double J is going to kick both their both their asses, and Animal gets tossed out before the shit even starts. I, did Animal do even do anything? Nah. Isn't Ric Flair in charge? I believe that's his, yeah, he's got a position of power. Not lining up, dude. I'm with you. Yeah, the flowery shirt and the slacks. Come on, Rick. Yeah. They say that this is the first time these two legends have faced off on pay-per-view. Which is hard to believe, but I guess he explains it by saying their first you know, round of contests back in the eighties were just on the closed circuit. This is before they were actually doing the pay per view. Even though that's technically pay per view. Right. It just wasn't called pay per view. Yeah. Like the I first Star Arcade and other shows right. he went to like a theater to see and shit. Right. Uh that seems like a stretch. Yeah. Well, they're trying to sell it, man. It's nice to see Dusty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Dustin. He does a ten punch. Did you see? You, you saw this, of course. Oh yeah, he gets the upper hand early on. Gets up to nine, and then he grabs his dick, and, like oh, yeah. waves it into Double J's face. I think it was Double J at least. Sure did. Yep. 
Well, yeah, because at this point, Flair is not a, a participant in the match. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, right, right in his face. Yeah, and that was is that a, is that a power move? You think? Oh, certainly. You're asserting dominance. And then right afterwards, just to rub it in some more, he rams Double J's his stuff right into that post. That's a double power play, man. He's got a lot of a lot of crotch offense. First ballot Hall of Famer. As far as the Nards Plow Hall of Fame goes. Oh, oh yeah, he's he's he's, not, he's the number one inductee. So after it becomes apparent that Double J is going to need a little help, Flair gets the tag. Starts going to town on Dustin. So this is the second or third time we've seen the Nature Boy dress dress in regular or wrestle in regular clothes. Dusty gets the tag. The crowd's going going uh, about as nuts as they get for this show. Yeah, this I think Dusty probably gets the biggest. Like the crowd was never. To me, at least, while watching it, the crowd never seemed invested in any match. But Dusty gets in there with Rick, and the crowd loved it. The crowd was all over it, which, I mean, obvious reasons. Right. So the Dream knocks Rick Flair down, shakes his ass a little bit. Get a pair of bionic elbows, and Dustin gets tagged back in. It's that classic inverted atomic drop. He's he's always got the got the groin area in mind yeah when he's dishing out offense, you know. can't bl- can't blame him man i mean he learned that from his old man i don't think dusty had a ton of uh groin offense well he was a good guy yeah i don't know him on a personal level i suppose he's gone now Moment of silence yeah yeah i'll give you can uh make a moment of silence that American Dream, moment of silence. So after that inverted atomic drop on Double J, Dustin sets up for the Shattered Dreams, which they're calling the Dust Buster. But in a beautiful piece of poetry, he's unable to execute it as the dirtiest player in the game now Nails a classic Nards plow. <laughs> that's, you know, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know, Rick was landing a lot of chops on Dustin. But didn't like you saw the shirt that Dustin was wearing, right? Well, yeah, I watched the match. It had like buckles on it, right? Yeah, it was a funky shirt. Right. I mean, Rick was wearing a funky shirt, too, but wouldn't you not want to chop a guy that's got metal buckles on his shirt? I think he was probably aiming between the buckles. Oh, he's got good aim. <laughs> Talking the master, the knife-edge chop, man. Good point. All right. Yeah, and I at the, at the time, I guess I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking, like, God damn, why would you want to chop the buckles? You would have expected to see, like, uh, you know, sometimes they'll rip the shirt open. Right. So yep. just really give it to him yeah but we didn't get that not this time is there a better is there a better elbow sequence than dusty Rhodes's? we're talking elbows right right because dusty i mean those yeah he starts elbowing people and it's just it's it's always just so perfect it's great always yeah 
Um, yeah, he'll he does the wind up, big uh, bionic elbow, the elbow drop. Right. It's all about that elbow. The flare. He ain't gonna go down that easily. Goes for figure four. Was reversed into a pin attempt by Dustin. Makes the tag. Second time is the charm as the chosen one locks in the figure four. A rare a flare is just riled up, pissed on the apron. <laughs> He's pissed. Turns around, yells at the crowd, grabs his crotch. Great spot. Meanwhile, Dustin turned this turned the submission over, and the hold is ultimately broken. Tags in his daddy. My daddy. Who just elbow buffet all over his opponents. Double J with the great equalizer. It's the Nards plow on Dusty. And Tony says, right in front of the burrito shop. (laughs) You shouldn't be shopping out of that. No, 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 no. Dustin rolls up Flair for the three. Kind of a fun match. Yeah, the the roll-up was horrible. Really bad, really bad small package. I had a lot of fun watching the match. Like, I think, but I think a lot of that was just Dusty's work for the most part. Dustin Dustin was good, too. Rick's always a treat. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's fantastic. But there was something about seeing Dusty in this match that was awesome. It was weird that he had like knee wraps on the outside of his jeans. That part kind of threw me off a little bit, but uh, for the most part, this match was just kind of a, a fun match. Like it was just a goofy, fun match that it was. It was a good time, and uh, Dusty dropping his dropping his drawers after the match. Gets on the mic, tells Flair to pucker up and come get him some ass. <laughs> <laughs> Ends up being Double J that takes the ass, which was funny. Uh, But then after, so after, right, Double J takes the ass. He runs out, runs away. Dusty's standing there with his pants around his ankles, (laughs) just like walking around. And even like Dustin comes up and brings his pants up. He's like, come on, Dad, put on your your pants, Dad, put on your pants. And Dusty does not close his pants, doesn't buckle them, just lets them drop back down around his ankles and keeps walking around. It's like he's helping like an old, like an old dementia patient. It's like, nope, we got to put our pants on. He's like, nah, I'm leave my pants wherever I want to leave my pants. I'm leave my pants with my ankles. And the dream's just enjoying his enjoying his moment in the spotlight. Yeah, just letting it hang out. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> And I listened to the, to our good buddy, the Tasks take on this one, and he didn't much care for the gimmick of having the two-time NWA champion chowing down them burritos and, you know, ripping really? ass and such. Huh. That's one man's take. It was a fun match, though, which we which cannot be said about very many matches at all this season. So might even make true. the top ten for the whole season. Did probably make the top five. <laughs> probably. Yeah, and if it wasn't for that Chavo and Helms match, it might be a contender for the best. <laughs> very, very possible. All right, man. So next up, we uh, this is it. Last match, the last pay-per-view in WCW history. Good. Scotty Steiner's been rocking that legend killer-like gimmick lately. 
Got Sid Nash Stinger and so on. Stinger! Stinger! Let me see. Uh, <laughs> Stinger! Let me see in the Stinger. Stinger! Stinger! Let me see in the Stinger in our official final episode of this season next time as he takes on the nature boy rick flair who I, if memory serves me right he was wearing tights but was wearing a shirt singer uh, <laughs> yeah, he was so a guy with the voice talks up this contest ddp says the champ's no mental giant concludes by telling scotty he's going to bang town oh yeah Going to bang town. Banging. Guy's got a genetic freak my ass sign behind the announce. <laughs> genetic freak my ass. Oh, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> so Magnificent Seven, they've been having a tough time here. We've had several new champions tonight. Yeah. For one last time, we get Michael Buffer, who gets us ready to rumble. And in one of the stupidest little bits they had him read this year, he says there's two stipulations. The first is that there must be a winner by pinfall or submission. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first stipulation. Okay. Uh, He didn't need to say that. Well, what if you didn't know? like a special stipulation. But stipulation number two is that it's a false gun anywhere match. Hmm. All right. Ballsy move by Buffer rocking that all white suit. Why? I don't got I don't got the pills to rock an all white suit, man. We don't got the pills to do a lot of things, but it's just wearing white clothes. What's too the risky. <laughs> too risky. It's a risky yeah, move, man. Yeah, you know, worried about spilling some some grape soda on your, your oh, shirt. Yeah. Well, I know you're you you of all the people I've known in my life have got uh, the most. You you are the most apt to spill. Of well, all I'm the, the people one I've who's ever done. bringing it up. Right. <laughs> I don't think I've ever known anybody to spill more than you in my entire life. So I'm not wearing the white suit. Right. So what kind of suit do you wear then? All black. Oh, all black. What if you spill some spunk on it? That's wrong. My other black suit. Gotcha. <laughs> so Paige is out first. He's coming out through the crowd. Got this people's champ type thing going. Three-time world champion at this time. Paige going for the fourth. I don't think we've seen him as champion this season. Uh, we have not. I'm kind of wondering if he was actually a three-time champion. Wait a second. Wait a second. Maybe we did. Did he ever? He grabbed the belt somewhere in that uh, Arquette stuff, didn't he? Uh, I remember he was in the match in the cage, and then Arquette gave it to him. Okay. Yeah, there's something. He, he was flirting around the title picture, and they took like a six-month vacation, and now he's back. Yeah, he had a hiatus. He was back with the insiders, and now Big Sex is gone, so he's back on his own. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Big Papa Pump. There's two Big Papa Punk signs in view of the hard cam. Yeah. So Buffer talks about all the guys he's knocked out of the game. Medea's just holding that big pole as usual. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You'd think that would be outlawed, right? Yeah, yeah. That comes but into play if, every match. This big nasty pull. But if you're if you're in cahoots with the boss, it's probably just something simple like, "Hey, boss, can Medeja take the pull?" You can just have your pull out whenever you want. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a safe bet. It'll come into play in this one. Let's see what happens here. So DDP after the hot start, and the crowd's up for this one. I mean, that's a Dusty primed them, so they they get pretty good reaction for right first chunk of this one. Yeah. And Paige is a primetime player, so it's a big clothesline from the top. They battle to the outside. Remember, falls count anywhere. Sire keeps yelling what white trash. That's that's his thing here. Uh, so it's it's a thing that he's rolling with. White trash. They get into the crowd work and it's the most obvious plant that you can ever see because there's just one man. <laughs> there's just one guy standing by himself in front of what looks to be like maybe their soundboard area. I'm not I'm not positive. Yeah. But he is just standing there alone. No sure fans around him. He's just standing there. And I was like, well, that's a it's a clear and obvious plant. Like you gotta blend your plant in a little bit. And that guy's just standing there. Scotty Steiner takes away his one of his crutches, and then and then the plant throws his other crutch. Like yeah, Steiner takes the one crutch, hits DDP, shoves the guy. The guy goes backwards, hits the guardrail, and then the plant takes the other crutch and tosses it towards DDP, so DDP can get a little uh, you know good for the goose, good for the gander type of a thing. And it's just it, it hide your plant a little bit. It was it was so. So glaringly obvious, like, like nobody, nobody stands by themselves, right? Right, in the middle of an area that's blocked off. They battled into the audience, but they were not in the crowd. There was just a stray area, yeah, who yeah. was just hanging out, yeah, yeah, yeah. in front yeah. of the Spanish announce table. They say. So that's a, if it was the first. Spanish announce table, there would have been a fucking announcer there. I didn't see any other people there. Well, maybe they maybe they got out of town when they saw the action coming because Paige puts an elbow drop, hits an elbow drop, puts the champion through the table, gets a yeah. close two count. Yeah, lots of guardrail shots happening here. Scotty grabs something from a fan. Another obvious so, that situation. I don't even know what the fuck that was. So it looked like some type of serving tray, kind of a platter, and there was a fan on both sides right. of the entryway that ha- that had like just for some reason had this weird serving platter. Right, it was a potluck. Right, like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Nobody brings a serving tray to the fuck <laughs> to the arena, and if you look closely, the the plant that uh, they took the serving tray away from. You see who that was? I kind of recognized the, the. I I didn't. I couldn't peg him. So well, you'd have to you'd have to ask him first. But I don't want to peg him for me, man. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> come on. Um, so I am I'm about ninety percent on this one, and I reached out to a good friend uh, over in the UK, Mr. Uh, Shady Natris, um, because Shady Natris is good friends with who I suspect it to be. I still am waiting on, <clears throat> I talked to Shady yesterday, 
because I wanted to know, is that who I think it is? And Shady got back to me and, and he said, I'm going to go check it out. I'm not sure. I am 90% sure waiting on confirmation that that front row plant with the serving tray was Paul London. Oh yeah. It looks, it looks like a dead ringer for Paul London. Yeah. Yeah. He had a pretty distinguished look. Yep. All right. You'll have to, hopefully by the time we have our recap episode, you'll have a, I'll have the answer. I have the answer because our listeners want to know. Yeah, I want to know too. That's that's why I reached Paul out. Linden. Yeah, Shady's uh, Shady's tight with Paul, so just waiting to just waiting to hear. He said he will he will look into it for me. Nice. Yeah, so there, like you say, there's a fan on either side of the entryway, and both guys take a serving platter to the face. And then they get back into the ring, and Paige takes the middle rope to the ball bag. I always like that. Yeah. We have blood. Uh, apparently, one of the guys got busted open by those uh, that serving dish. Steiner starts working on the challenger's back. A nice T-bone suplex from the champion. Nice belly-to-belly, a bear hug. He's just wearing him down. Wearing him down. Page is talked up as the last hope against the seven. A similar role he had against the NWO. Yeah, very true. I didn't think about that. I suppose most of the other potential championship contenders have either been knocked out of commission or defeated by Steiner, so. Right. Page finally makes a fiery comeback and does a 10 count, ramming Steiner's face into the turnbuckle. Goes for a cutter a little prematurely, takes a mule kick to the junk. And then we do get a cutter. Oh, yeah. Looks like he has the title one. And then Rick Steiner shows up, pulls the ref out before he can make the three. They say the gremlin was under the ring. I didn't get a good look at that. Yeah, they didn't They didn't show, like, I didn't see that, but that wouldn't make any sense. What did he do, sneak under there after the, yeah, there's no, he was not under the ring. I, I didn't think so. I mean, I guess they're just going on a, well, prove us wrong or something. Yeah. <laughs> Good fucking point. <laughs> prove, <laughs> prove us wrong. <laughs> Steiner's back in control. It's Paige with the belt. Gets a two. Paige is bleeding profusely as he suffers through a Boston Crab for a while before reaching the ropes. Yeah, it seemed. It almost seemed like they're going to do like the blood from a stone type gimmick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it wrapped up. That's true. So Steiner locks on a real shitty-looking recliner. And Paige gets to the ropes again. And then the pipe comes into play because, of course, it does. Another recliner that Mickey Jay's not even wasting any time. Once that no. second recliner gets locked on, he rings the bell. Steiner wins remains the world champion. Probably hasn't had a clean title defense. No. <laughs> So the Steiners are in the ring celebrating, and they drape a University of Michigan flag over Page, and so, hit him with the pole a couple more times for good measure. Yeah. So, oh. get, and that's uh, that's, that's that. all, folks. I I got man. The show wasn't great. Might be a contender for show of the year. I'm gonna have to review the shows. No, there's no way. 
was there another good show this year? No, none of them have been good. But the the, the thing about it is, <laughs> this one was not good and not super entertaining. Right. I mean, when we get back together here in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to have to select a show of the year. Uh, it's going to be tough because none of them were good. You don't think this has a chance? How many matches on this show did you enjoy? Uh, the Dusty Ass match. Yep. Uh, Canyon. Okay, I'll, I'll give you Canyon. And... Okay, the tag title match was junk. Cruiserweight tag match wasn't bad. Meh. The match with the real Double J in the opening wasn't bad. You, uh, hey, don't you ever call him Double J again. It's Mr. Fly Fly. I'm looking at a, a bunch of, okay, Stasiak and Bam was a dud. Canada and the Dungeon was a dumb, so I'm looking at about half and half. No way. Oh, Chavo Shane wasn't. It wasn't yeah, a dud. Right. It wasn't a ten star classic, but no, no. There's a, there was a lot of just regular bad on this show. Not entertaining, just regular. So I just I don't know. I, I really don't. It was at the only part where when watching the show where I was like, all right, I'm I'm kind of into this now. Was Dusty and Rick, but that's Dusty and Rick. Yeah, it is Dusty. You know, and Rick. yeah. I mean, fly flying Kiwi. They didn't do shit for me. Oh, man. The cruiserweight tag match, I think, just aggravated me. Chavo and, and Helms was a disappointment. The main event was very, very marginal. Uh, who was it? Rick and, Rick and fucking T. Look. Right. I mean, I like T, but the, the match wasn't very good. It was not a good. It was not good. It was not good at all. All right, man. I mean, I have the uh, I have the last Nitro card pulled up. If you want to hear, if you want to hear what we're going to be watching next. Oh yeah, the the last official show of our run is coming up. We're gonna probably just briefly skim over the Nitro after this show and yeah. the Thunder, and during that week, WCW uh, talent and everybody is notified that Turner's dropping or whatever it is, AOL, whatever the group is, WCW is being dropped by the uh, the networks at the, end of, time. At, the, at the end of the month. So the, the, yeah. the planned new buyers that they had fell through because that was the part of the deal. Right. And then a few days before the last Nitro, Vince buys WCW for chump change, basically. Yeah. And then... We have the Night of Champions that you're going to tell us all about. Yeah, it's uh, AOL Time Warner was the merger. Uh, and then the last the last Monday Night Nitro of all time, we do have a dark match. It's Jindrak and your, your man, Mr. Fly Fly. All right. We got Stinger. Stinger. Yeah. And Ric Flair. We got a WCW Cruiserweight tag match featuring uh, Skipper and Kid Romeo against Kidman and Ray. We got uh, the Mecca of Manhood, Sean the Star with Stacy going up against Bam Bam. 
These are seeming pretty similar, huh? That's a uh, match that uh, everybody's dying for. We got uh, Chucky and O'Hare versus Lance and Mike. All right. We got Chavo versus Helms again. We got... <laughs> so this this is fucking hilarious to me. We got Glacier over there? We have... God, no. I, I would... We could bone her to the moon. Uh, <laughs> so, again, this is the last WCW Nitro, right? Yep. We know that this is the last WCW Nitro. It's announced this is the last WCW Nitro. Guess what kind of match we have? Um... Oh, it makes more sense now. So these aren't the the listing. The show listing isn't in order. That's why. Never mind. It seemed really dumb to me at first. It may actually make sense now that I'm looking at it. Well, we got a, a bunkhouse brawl slash street fight part no, two. No, 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 no. It is a number one contendership match. Oh, okay. but it it makes sense now that I'm looking at it because that's the uh, that's the cruiserweight title tag title match later in the show that's why it's it's not in order here that's why it threw me off i was like what are you fucking got a number one contendership match for a title at the last show a fucking sense does that make <laughs> like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna when do i get that title shot <laughs> uh and then we got uh booker t versus scotty steiner and that is a both wcw world heavyweight title and wcw united states heavyweight title uh championship match so and that one's live from panama city beach florida the last show that they that is aired is worldwide i'm not sure if we're able to hunt that down i don't know if it's out there worldwide isn't on the network but maybe it should just be known that our you know our favorite show growing up worldwide was the last wcw show and get this at the time it was taken off the air, it was the longest-running show in syndication. It debuted in 1975. WCW Worldwide? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I think it was signed off by Scott Hudson and Mike Tanay. That sounds right. Yeah. Because at that, at that point, Worldwide was just a clip show. All right, yeah. man. We're, we're almost there. I, I know. I'm happy. 15, 16 shows down and just the... Uh, just scraped up the remains here with our their final show coming up. How are you feeling? I'm I'm good, man. Like this is now happy for me because we have we have waited through the shittiest of the shit, and uh, now we get to we get to kind of take a step out a little bit. I'm looking forward to watching that last nitro. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss that one, and then obviously the rap show, and and we get to move on to something else, and that's the most exciting part. Getting to move on to something else, right? We ha- we have a couple of ideas for where, where we might go. We want to thank you for tuning in. If anybody's made it to the end of this show, we appreciate it. And if anybody's uh, made it to the end of the show, <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any suggestions as to a good year for us to cover, we will listen to them. Take them under yeah. consideration. Yeah, absolutely. We got a couple ideas of where we might go. Um, always open to suggestions. Uh, We've been hanging out in WCW for a while, so we're hoping to take a little detour. Right, yeah. Just did two long years in a row. 
Yeah, so we'll, something where Luger isn't involved. Yeah, you can hope. <laughs> uh, I think one of your ideas he actually is, so we'll just we'll cross, oh. that, cross that when we get there. I'm Duke Bags. Thanks for tuning in. Handsome Kevin. Slide on in there. Slide on in there. Yes, I do too. Where's the honey? I want the, the honey. I've been I've been hanging out looking for the honeys. I don't know where the, where the honey is at. I've been playing what? Quarterback. Doing what? Now he's got the honey's corner with the sugar babies on sugar babies. We have the honey's in North Carolina quarterback. Jack Strap Cadillac. With the honey.